0: Hello, everyone, and welcome another episode of The Crowded Booth. We're pumped to talk with you tonight. Week three, college football picks, our best bets. Bryce Coon, Ralph Leary, Will we will be back here. What? We're going to be back here on The Crowded Booth. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home.
1: Booth with Bryce Coon.
0: Just go ahead, yeah. Throw it up there. Words, words are hard. We're gonna figure this out one day. It'd probably help (sighs) if we got to the show, but before seven forty-three, I was here. Y'all weren't. You were here. Um, let's walk and talk here. Bryce Coon, Ralph Leary, Will Manis, looking at week three of college football. Uh, guys, uh, the SEC, I mean, you see the title if you're watching or if you're listening, we appreciate you as well. Uh, well, the SEC rebound. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here this week. A lot of interconference matchups, a lot of out-of-conference matchups that can help boost that SEC out-of-conference record. Um, so, yeah, that's – words are hard. We've realized that, and – um, yeah. So there you go. There's that. There's that. Let's talk. Let's talk and talk. Let's go with our first game here, uh, guys, Florida and Tennessee. Will, we're going to throw it to you first. You see the question right there. Can Florida upset Tennessee? Who do you like in this matchup and uh, and why?
2: Uh, yeah, I like Tennessee <clears throat> and Tennessee a lot. Uh, you know, Florida. They they looked awful on the big stage against Utah two weeks ago, Um didn't catch them last week. I don't even know who they played. Um, but Tennessee, I know they didn't look good last week, but I think they were they were looking ahead. Uh, they were able to pull away from Austin P there late. Um, I think – I like Tennessee a lot. I think they can just score at will uh, with Joe Milton. I mean, it's always a deep threat with him as far as he can throw the ball and uh, getting much more accurate with that deep ball as well. <clears throat> but Tennessee, they've got balance on offense, so don't get fooled by the passing game. Not much has changed for them, changing quarterbacks, going from Hendon Hooker, who was great last year, to to Joe Milton. <clears throat> uh, so I like Tennessee by a lot.
0: Yeah, you would like Tennessee by a lot. I don't even remember what the spread is on that game, but Six and a half. Six and a half Tennessee, so
2: Tennessee minus six and a half.
0: I know you, we're not. That's not your best bet. We're not <laughs> taking against the spread, but you do like the Vols. I, you know, Ralph. When we look at this Florida team, obviously didn't have a great showing against Utah. Uh, they played McNeese State. The Cowboys last weekend hosted them in FCS program. Uh, beat up on them. You know, I didn't leave week one, guys, feeling that Graham Mertz was the problem with this team. I thought that he would be. It was a leaky offensive line, which I think we can say against a really good Utah yeah. defense. Um, but altogether, I mean, you kind of look at this roster. You look at this team. I don't I don't think they can, you know, necessarily outright win this game. Uh, I just don't know. I think it's going to be kind of interesting to test to kind of see really what Graham Mertz is made of. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he can be a game manager, uh, Ralph. When you look at this game, how do you lean and, and why?
1: Well, I'll, I'll say that straight up. I, I believe Tennessee wins this game, um, but I'm going to shout out Peyton Yance because this morning I did not know this until this morning. Tennessee has not won in the swamp since 2003. Wow this this is a this is a game that probably Tennessee's had on no, a no. calendar. For years, and they've always just gone down the, the swamp and lose. So you get a, you get a year a down year for Florida. They don't have a very talented quarterback. They don't they're not really all well rounded right now. Still in the early stage of a new coach. I take Tennessee here. I take the points. I, I you know I think Tennessee's really well coached. They're, they have a great quarterback with a great arm. Yeah, they've looked a little shaky this year, but you know they still won their games. You know very 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 well. You know in advance so. If Florida wants a chance to win this game, you got to learn to run the ball more. I think Trevor Etienne has not been used enough this year. Um, and for a talented running back as he is, he needs to play a little bit more so uh if Florida wants a chance, you know, you got to put the ball on the ground and you got to run with it. So, uh can Tennessee actually win in the swamp for the first time in 20 years? That's a real question. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I
2: mean I got to say this for Austin Bodley, I hope he's here. Tennessee hasn't won in the swamp since 2003. That can't be right. <laughs> I hope he's here.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I'll say this. Look, I, I think that Florida is better than we're giving credit for. Um, you know, you mentioned the run game. ETN's a great player. Uh, Montrell Johnson, uh, a guy that he brought from UL Lafayette with him, uh, you know, and Billy Napier. You know, all of these weapons they have, they, they've got some, some pieces. Uh, to me – you know the world kind of declared it over uh, for Florida after Utah after losing to Utah twenty four to eleven. But I think that you know when you go back and look at a defense that I didn't know how was how good they were going to be. They only allowed two hundred and seventy yards, and they kept the they kept Florida in it. So like uh, I know well, you, can't you
2: remember Cam Rising was out.
0: Yeah, Cam, was Cam
2: Rising, up quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, Cam Rising is out. Uh, what was out in that game? Uh, you know Graham Mertz. He had a, he he looked good against McNeese State against McNeese State, but how much can you really take out of it? You know, I like Tennessee in this matchup. Uh, Will you alluded to the, the balance uh, so far, averaging over two hundred yards receiving and two hundred or two hundred yards passing and two hundred yards rushing, uh, which is just kind of ridiculous for Tennessee. I mean, when you kind of look at what they're able to do, running the football for them. That was kind of you know what unlocked a lot of things for them last year. They were actually pre- they were better than that. And I think you realized when you look at a Josh Eipel offense. Uh, but man, you know, you mentioned Joe Milton. For me, for Joe Milton, this is a game where he can kind of establish himself as not necessarily the guy because he is the guy, but as a guy in college football. You know, there's the, there's always the potential. We always you know you see the social media videos about the arm talent. You know, all of these different things. But man, if he can turn into really good performance, like you mentioned, uh, both of you guys mentioned, you know, have that, you know, m- that mix of the run and pass, you know, with him, he's not to say much of a runner as Hendon Hooker is, but then, like Ralph said, you know, go into a place where you haven't had success, uh, you know, in two decades. So you know, when when you kind of look at it that way, Milton can be a guy that can, uh, you know, break another wall that I think Tennessee fans are kind of gradually doing over the past couple of years. You know, I, I like Tennessee in this game. I think that. I'm gonna say this though. I think that this game's like kind of close in the first quarter. I think Tennessee maybe just in the road environment tries to get struggling, but I think in around third, fourth quarter, the talent, the ability of Tennessee takes over. And uh, you guys said it was six and a half point spread. I think Tennessee yep. covers that. Um, I, I don't know. That's 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 kind of where I sit here on a Wednesday night looking at this game because this is always you know, one of the premier SEC East matchups it has been for, you know, the past decade, especially when Florida was really, really good at the early part of the 2010s, uh, Tennessee had, you know, a, a little run there with Josh Dobbs, the quarterback, but now Tennessee on top Florida trying to, you know, prove a point. They don't want to be last in the SEC East. I put them there. I put them behind Vanderbilt. So that's, that's kind of where I put them, but we'll see Tennessee in Florida. We get to a game now, between an SEC and an ACC program, our man Dave on Monday night show said that the SEC cannot beat the ACC. And Jonesy, hey, the ACC, he was, is, ACC is 4-1 this year to start the year against the SEC. Hey, look, hey, you, you can't deny the numbers. We're not going to deny the man the numbers. Let's take a look at this one. Georgia Tech against Ole Miss. Now, I'll tee this one up. Um, I'm going to act the role here of, uh, of the Kirk Curb Street. I'm not making a pick. My pick's going to come out in tomorrow night's live show. I'm going to let you guys pick the pick, but I'll tee it up. I mean, obviously, uh, this was kind of – UCF was the game that, that broke the Camels' back uh, with Jeff Collins, uh, or broke Jeff Collins' back, literally. So, you know, that was the game that really hurt him going forward. But this one at home in Atlanta, uh, a drubbing, a shutout. Georgia Tech looked just the the, the of man was on display in Atlanta in the Golden White. Let's talk about this game, though, guys. We we all we've seen Georgia Tech in person. Uh, I think that you know as much as we you, you guys joke about it, you can say this is a better team. Like they they look much. well more <laughs> well coached. Uh, so they look competent at the quarterback position offensively. Like they have an idea of what they want to do. Uh, but look, Ole Miss squeaks out a win. Not really. They went on a they, they went like on a 30 to three run or something like that, you know, to, to win that game 37 to 20 at two lane. Will, we'll start with you on this. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, they head to Atlanta. I know this is part of your best bets, so you don't have to get into that, but rock, rock, rock with me here. How you, how you feeling about this matchup?
2: Well, well, I'll tease it a little bit. You see, we're all wearing, well, I think Bryce said he's wearing navy blue, but it looks black on camera. We're all wearing black for Tech's funeral. Uh, Tech can't hang with Ole Miss uh, on either side of the ball. You know, you can't you can't compare these rosters and think Tech has an advantage at any position. <clears throat> so, I think it'll be a long day for Tech as they head to Oxford.
0: Yeah, you know, I think this is a matchup too. You feel better about where Tech is offensively. Ole Miss, Ralph. I mean, Jackson Dart. Any conversations about him being the guy? I think we're kind of quieted against Tulane on the road last weekend. He did a good job delivering the football. Um, You know, I'm excited to see these two quarterbacks kind of go at it. Haynes King against Jackson Dart. It just feels like Dart has more... Weapons at his disposal, I should say, and more proven weapons that he can go to. Obviously, a guy like Michael Trigg that he can, you know, depend on in that tight end slot. A bunch of receivers, uh, and then defensively, you know, I kind of I feel like Ole Miss has the edge. Tech has a lot of questions still defensive about where they're going to get their pass rush. The biggest name in that pass rush department for Ole Miss is a former Yellow Jacket, Jared Ivy, who had a touchdown last weekend against Tulane. Ralph, when you look at this game, they head to the road of the Oxford. You've been in Oxford, Mississippi. You know you can talk about how great it is, but is it going to be a fun day for tech fans in uh, Oxford, Mississippi?
1: Uh, no, I mean, look, have a great time during the uh, during the tailgate. Enjoy walking around the uh, the Grove. I'll be honest with you; it, it, you may be in a hostile environment, but the fans are extremely extremely nice around everybody, no matter who you pull for. Um, but look, I, I'm going to say this, one. I, I was trying to pull it up right before, because I remember last year, Jackson Dart ran for 40 yards in this game. Now, most of it was mm-hmm. scramble yards. Against Louisville beginning of the year, Jack Palmer scrambled, scrambled for 51 yards. I mean, I think that, what and, and looking at it again, 316 yards on the ground that Tech had, or uh, Ole Miss had last year against Tech. I, I see this again. Lane Kiffin harped on you know his team, we got to run the ball better. We have not run the ball really well this year. I see Quinchon Jenkins going off this game. I think him having a huge game against Tech. He's at home. They feel comfortable coming off a very close win against Tulane, but they also pulled out really well in the second half. Only allowed three points. So this defense is still pretty good to me. against a very good Tulane team. Even without Michael Pratt, they're still a great team. So I see Ole Miss is pulling away early on, keeping it – you know, low scoring for Georgia Tech. I mean, look, Georgia Tech's gotten better. I I completely agree. This is not the same team as last year, but this is not the same Ole Miss team as last year. I know people are saying they lost a lot. You know, they didn't gain much. Now they're still very good. They're still very talented. They they recruit well. They develop well now. And so this is what you this is what you're getting. So Tech's you know in for a rough one probably, but I'm not going to say that they're going to get blown out because I know how we have a lot of these Tech fans who will say Ralph just hates because you know his team lost. I don't care. I truly don't care.
0: Well, geez. Geez. Matt coming in with a haymaker. Look, you talk about haymakers, and I think I think both teams are going to, you know, push the ball down the field early in the game. I mean, we saw in that game against Louisville, Georgia Tech wasn't afraid to take some shots down the field with Haynes King. Um, you know, they're going to miss Chase Lane. I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow night. I, think, It's kind of where I go with it, you know, and I'm not going to give a prediction, but I think that uh, – I think Georgia Tech has a better offense. Do you have a better offense to get into kind of a uh, a firefight against Ole Miss offensively? I, I don't – That that's that's where I get concerned if I'm a Georgia Tech fan in this one because I don't think you do. And I, and I think Jackson Dart, Lane Kiffin be able to draw up some things. And then like Will said and Ralph said, you know, you're going to be able to lean on Quinshawn Judkins when you want to. And that's – I, I kind of feel like that's going to be more of a – Luxury than a need to. Like, I don't think I, – I just don't know if Ole Miss is going to have to be one to or or balanced to win this football game. Like, I think that's how good their passing offense is. Fourth in the country in efficiency so far. It takes up there, too, obviously. But you look at what Ole Miss has played, uh, Mercer, and then obviously we mentioned Tulane, uh, quite the formidable opponent right there. So, you know, you look at this one. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about this one tomorrow night on the live hey, show. Can't wait to.
1: Go ahead. Can, can I answer one of those questions in there? There's a question that was about the one you put up.
0: Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh,
1: yes, but it's extremely expensive. So no, probably don't buy any alcohol in stadium. <laughs> Just, this <laughs> is helping you out. Help, helping our, you out
0: for our listeners. The question was: Does Ole Miss sell alcohol in the stadium? I don't know if I can get through the game without it. Slash half uh, sarcasm. But Ralph, uh, Ralph's sister went to to went to Ole Miss and I almost found myself in Oxford, but you know, decided against it. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep rolling here. Let's, let's get to the third game that we're going to pick. We stay kind of in that sec realm. Uh, you know, this one a close guys, to home
1: here for you, bud. A
0: little, yeah. A little, little close to home. Um, I'll, I'll make a pick on this one. Uh, but Ralph, we'll start with you. LSU Mississippi state 11 AM kickoff, uh, Brian Kelly, his first ever visit to cowbell country. Uh, he, he, He's giddy about it. That's literally the words that he used about this. And Brian Kelly is is, is a, he's can, a character. Can he, he he's stop talking? Character. He's just a character. Yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't say anything crazy at the coaches show this week, uh, it'll be very, very interesting. So, Ralph, LSU goes up to Mississippi State. When you look at this game, uh, I think that the line has kind of creeped from maybe 11 to 9 and kind of sits in that, ra- that range right now. Can LSU leave with a win? And what does LSU need to do, in your opinion, to leave with one?
1: I think it's I think it's true. Yes, they can they can leave with a win. I think the one thing they need to do, though, is don't get thrown on all day. Because this is a team who can sling it. And Will Rogers is a very, very talented quarterback. A lot of people, you know, don't give him what he deserves because he's, you know, plays for Mississippi State. He's a great quarterback. I think he's done a great job there. He didn't throw very much last week against Arizona. They looked kind of rough against them. 17 passes, right. I believe. Right. We used to see him about 50 to 60 passes a game. Um, yeah, their offense looked a little sluggish last week against Arizona, a team that they probably should have beaten by 20 or 30, went to overtime against them. So I think LSU's got a good chance. It's not a night game there, which to me plays a little more different than there. It's a, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, a 11 o'clock kickoff in central time it's it's hard to get up, up and excited for those early kickoffs. I know. It's gonna be annoying for Ellis for for Brian Kelly. He's gonna quickly learn that how annoying that place really can be. And um, I mean, look, I think that LSU's defense is gonna make a make a make a day finally. They're gonna they're gonna show up. They're gonna make some plays in the secondary. I think they have a good chance to I think this is a game that they learn off of. You know, this is this, this is what we learned. you know, we we looked terrible against Florida State in secondary. We struggled. Now this is how we show it. We're in SEC play now. We
0: gotta make we gotta make some moves. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree with you there. Secondary is gonna be some of the kind of watch. Will Mississippi State. Uh, Will Rogers just threw 17 passes. They're leaning heavily on Jaquavius Marks in this game. Uh, 29 carries last week against Arizona. But I'll say this as I tee it up for you. Mississippi State's defense under Zach Arnett has looked good. Uh, you know they he kept, they kept Mississippi State in that game while the offense was trying to play catch up. Do you trust Mississippi State's offense against LSU's defense?
2: I don't. Um, you know that it's it's been by design this year. They're moving away from the raid. They're going to more pro style run heavy type offense. Um, you know I don't know the ins and outs, but I think. You know they know they have a good defense that they can lean on, so they they kind of change the offense, mm-hmm. run the clock more, uh, shorten the game down. Um, but I agree with Ralph. I think I think LSU. Mm-hmm. You know they know they have something to prove in this game. I mean they they took out their frustrations last week on Grambling. You watched them put up over seventy points, cool. uh, so they've got momentum coming into this one. Uh, you know early kick I think is is good for them, even for that environment. It's going to be loud no matter what because of those cowbells um, but but you know I, I like lsu's defense in this one i know their secondary struggle and i know mississippi state has really good playmakers out there and a great quarterback but uh i think they can do enough i think they can get pressure on the quarterback and make it a long day for will rogers
0: well i mean they definitely can if they decide to put harold perkins on the edge and not just yeah. stick him back in the, in, in a line, inside, inside
2: again that
0: yeah, that's makes, makes that, that's a whole topic, and kind of going off what you said, getting pressure. I mean, look, Will Rogers is a veteran quarterback, and you know, for me, I was kind of surprised, and he's he's just I think he's undervalued. Like when you just look at you know what he's done over the course of his career in Starkville. I, I know I saw a comment that said Mississippi State is awful. Um, no, I don't think they're awful. I like I think they're 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 pretty good. Like for, they're in a SEC weird situation. Standards. Yeah, it's a weird situation. And I think they've got, you know, you have Zach Arnett in just coaching. This will be his fourth football game being the head coach after he mm-hmm. did the bowl game in the first two games. You have a brand new uh, defensive coordinator that was a linebacker's coach last year. And, you know, and then you've also got a guy in Kevin Barbe who's just like in his third or fourth season of really truly being an OC. He was at App State last year. Uh, and once again, that was an option that Georgia Tech looked out to be their OC. So, but I think that the balance. In this, where you get with Mississippi State's offense is last season in this matchup, uh, Jaden Daniels kind of played backyard football in that second half, and that's what allowed LSU to pull away and win this game. I think that you have to let Daniels run. You got to let him be who he is. You can't pigeonhole him to being a pocket passer, which is a lot where the LSU fans want him to be, and that's just not his style. You, you know, you're going to win with him with his legs. You went to an SEC title game last year with his legs. Like that's that's who he is he's going to make some big plays in the passing game i think they looked like they wanted to push the ball more but once again like both of you alluded to in this you have a guy you you have a team that kind of went jekyll and hyde against two varying different opponents like florida state who i think i think and, and and you know what i'm i'm going to do this starting next week i want to do like a power rankings or a power rating type deal i think florida state has a super good argument for the number 1 team in the country you know, based off of the resume that they have so far this season and what they've done, uh, I just I think they're really that good in seeing them in person. Then you play grambling where my question is, I think talent took over more than execution. like that that's that's for me for LSU. Things still look sloppy defensively. The secondary was one of those things that, I just want to pump the brakes and i kind of want to see what it looks like. But look, Mississippi state's going to provide a nice challenge uh, before you play Arkansas next week. If you're LSU, I don't think they're going to be looking ahead of the Razorbacks, but like you guys mentioned, true road test. I know it's an 11 AM kickoff. Uh, Malik neighbors said, he he said, the biggest thing is you got to get something to eat. And like, you have to, you have to flip the switch like immediately. Like you can't, it's not, you know, you can't just kind of roll in and be like, Oh yeah, well, we'll start warming up or get those things. Like you have to do that immediately. And look, the last time that this team played an 11 a.m. game in the conference, it was Tennessee, and this team's very well aware of how they prepared for that game and the outcome of what mm-hmm. happened last season when Tennessee came down here and just you know beat the brakes off of them for 60 minutes. So I think it's going to be one of those things. I do think LSU wins this one. I'll give a score prediction. I had LSU winning this one 35 to 24. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to be able to put up some points, uh, you know, but I think LSU's offensive talent is they're going to be able to lean on some things, newfound run game as well. It'll be kind of fun to watch as well. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Ralph, go ahead and hit that, uh, that, that good hot dog commercial. When we come back, we're going to have our best bets from each three of us, and we'll round out the show. Cook's Place began serving our signature hot dogs in 1985 from a cart
2: on Broadway. We still serve the best hot dogs and scramble dogs in town at the corner of Moon and Miller Road and at the landings. Our friendly staff won't let you leave hungry. Come in and eat to the beat with our 50s jukebox. Cook's Place, fast service, great people, awesome food. What are you waiting for?
0: All right, we're back here getting ready for our best bets. Now, let's take a second and let's realize what we have going on here tonight. Myself, if we're not going off week zero, and we're not, I'm 0-2. Um, I don't remember who I took in week one, but I'm 0-2. I know that much. We're going to get that sorted out. Will, you're 1-1, I think. 1-1. 1-1. And then, Ralph, are you 2-0? I believe so, yes. Yeah, Ralph's 2-0. and I mean, so we just have all Where's ends the of the spectrum graphics yeah. department over there we're working graphics department over, where's dr bob there. where's dr bob at <laughs> yeah i mean dr bob's lacking lacking on the graphics uh but look we talk about it here best bets will we're gonna go to you first as kind of the middle man at one and one ralph's gonna throw it up over there will's going with Almost Drum roll, please. Will-, will is going Ole Miss, minus 18. He Ole thinks Miss. the Rebels are going to blow out the Jackets. Talk to us about it.
2: Yeah, it's like I said earlier. Ole Miss is better at every position than, than Georgia Tech, and they have depth at every position that, that just Georgia Tech just doesn't have yet. Um, you know, we talked about it. Ole Miss is going to run all over. Ralph gave you the padlock stat. When Tech gives up a lot of rushing yards, they they usually they get beat. They get beat. They get beat bad. They got beat bad by Ole Miss last year, giving up a lot of rushing yards. They kept it close against Louisville, uh, even though they gave up a lot of rushing yards, uh, especially to the quarterback. Um, you know, I think I think Ole Miss is just better at every position. I mean, they showed last week. Even if they get down, they get behind, they can come back. They've got the fi- fire to do it. Um, Ole Miss, give me give me the eighteen points.
0: So Ole Miss gonna win by. I mean, let's just call it probably three touchdowns is what you're going with, uh, and that line's ahead. fluctuated.
1: Throw it up. Throw
0: it up. Throw it, throw it up. The go comment. ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: throw uh, the comment.
0: Uh, I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't throw the comment up. Ralph, your, your best bet. Who are you rolling with? And uh, talk to us about it. Yeah, I chose Kansas
1: State. Um, I saw Kansas State last week. Just dismantled just my team. Uh they're they're for real this year. Uh Will Howard's a great quarterback. They were great last year. I think they got a lot better this year. Um they're going against Missouri, who I still think is not a bad team in the SEC. They're not gonna be a team that easily gets walked over if you are playing in, in you know, in Columbia. But it's it's a twelve o'clock kickoff. This is an early mm-hmm. game. They're not, you know, Brady Cooks look good, look very efficient this year. I just think Kansas States is just a lot better. Just they're just outmatched in this game. Um I'm gonna take the points of Kansas State. I think they win by more than five. Um, this is a good game for Missouri. They learn a lot about themselves. You know, this is the game. Like, okay, we're playing a real we're playing a real team this week. We struggled last week against Mid Tennessee State, but this is this is the one. So Kansas State walks out here easily. I think when the win. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. No, and look, look that's that's a good one. will once again just dying in the comments section. We're gonna have to catching strays. He's just catching strays over there. Look. I – Mine, Ralph, you can go ahead and throw it up there. I'm going with an ACC Big Ten matchup. It's an opponent that Georgia Tech's going to have to face later on in the season. But Syracuse minus two and a half against Purdue. I like Garrett Schrader. I like Dino Babers. Uh, Schrader has looked really good so far this season for Syracuse. They haven't really played – a, maybe a big worthy opponent. But what they have done is they've blown out everyone they've played. And I think that that does have to stack up against something. They scored like 63 and then like 50-something points, you know, in, in both of their two games combined. Purdue uh, lost to Fresno State week one, you know, a, a program that I think reeling from the loss of Jeff Brum, trying to kind of get, you know, what they want as an identity under their new staff. Uh, took down Virginia Tech last week in another ACC program, 24-17. to 17. Altogether, I'm taking the orange And Syracuse. Listen to the men of upstate New York. I need you to get me in the wind no, column.
2: That's not your audience. That's not I, your I,
0: I need you to get me in the wind column. So, Syracuse, Purdue, that's what we need. I need the, the orange so I can catch back up with the other guys. Once again, Ralph undefeated and Will sitting there at one and I, one. I'd like so to much say that show.
1: Bryce lost last week's by like a <laughs>
0: point. I mean, what was, what was my pick even last week?
1: Last week right. was Oklahoma and SMU. Oh, um, and I can't remember what the final score was, but it, it it was, I'm pretty sure it was like 16. And you said, SMU will not get beat by 16 the, or more. The I, final, mean,
2: I think the final was 28-11, and the score was 14-11 going into the fourth quarter.
1: It was. It was a bad, that was a bad beat. Uh, yeah, that, was that, I don't know who your week one was. I can't remember what it was. I'll I have was to go crazy. back
0: and watch the show and, and see. What oh, was about, Will, you know? Where, where's where's stats and info? Where's stats, stats and
2: info? info. Where's, where's, where's Gavin Hart?
0: Doctor Bob's nowhere to be found. I think he's on ship. <laughs> What's going on over there in Durham?
2: Uh, you know, I don't remember what mine was either, but I know I lost.
0: Hey, but look, all together, week three, not the uh, not a star-studded slate by any means, but you know, you're going to have some some good football games. I want to ask you this. I'm putting you under the gun here as we wrap it up. Ralph, I'm going to you first. What's a game that a game of interest we haven't talked about? But a game of interest for you that you're just kind of excited to watch. And will you have a little more time to prep for this now?
1: Uh, I said to y'all personally, uh, I said it's a, it a week three matchup, uh, the backyard brawl, West Virginia mm. Pitt. You got a Pitt team that's not nearly as good as they were last year when they played. I think West Virginia is a little bit better than they were last year. Also, it's only a one point spread uh, for West Virginia. Uh, personally, I love Neil Brown. For what he did for my, my school, but um, I, it's, it's it's always a fun game. It's the great rival they brought back together. Um, it, it's it's going to be a good game. I think I think West Virginia is going to pull this one out. Probably um, last year was such a great game. I don't know if y'all watched that game last year. Yeah, it was. It truly it truly was a fun game to watch. Uh, Keaton Slovis is no longer there. He's at BYU, by the way. Found that out this morning. So, hmm. um, yeah that that was that was my choice. I, I was on the up here as a is my best bet, but a one point spread is not not very tempting for me to take.
0: No, I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you. I'll go ahead and go uh, because you kind of alluded to mine. It's Arkansas BYU. Okay. Uh, you know, Arkansas is going to roll into Death Valley next weekend. Uh, you know, that could be a game where two teams trying to you know once again build build the uh, the confidence and the resume for a chance to go to Atlanta. Uh, you know, I don't know, think that Arkansas is an elite team by any means, but I do think you know playing BYU. Uh, you know presents a challenge in its own right. Uh, if I go back to this, you know you're playing that in Arkansas is an eight point favorite right now per the Caesar sports book. Uh, but look BYU wants a Keaton Slovis just under 500 yards passing, four touchdowns, one reception. All together, BYU's a, a well coached team. They're you know, solid fundamentally, and I think that's going to be a game that I try to keep my eye on. Once again, that's a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 local time kickoff. I'll have to keep my eye on that one on when I'm making my way back. Will, we'll roll to you here. I'm not going to look at the comments section, so just go ahead. Just go ahead and go.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with the team we've seen this year already, uh, Louisville at Indiana. I think this is a really interesting uh, ACC Big Ten matchup. You know, We, we watched Louisville week one, uh, winning, winning a close one against Georgia Tech. Uh and then they dispatched Murray State, 56-0 last week. Indiana comes in off a win after a 20-point loss to Ohio State in week one. Um, you know, the, I think this is going to be kind of kind of an old-school Big Ten uh, slobber knocker. Just a lot of hard – just running the ball. Probably going to be a lot of – boring. going to be boring to watch. but uh, But really interesting. I mean, two teams that don't play each other a whole lot.
0: You know what guys, we we kind of went through this quicker than I expected. so I went and added a game on the docket. We got a question I wanted to make sure we we were able to answer it. You know, look, this is a game that last year was the worst margin of defeat between, I don't know what in the world Ralph just did. What? Ralph just blew into the microphone.
1: I was reading it. You wrote, does South Carolina gave a chance against South Carolina? Well, you know, if
0: I had stats and info, it'd be better. Dr. Bob, where are you at? Listen, does South Carolina have a chance against Georgia? Look, We get into this game, guys. No. Uh, The Gamecocks come in. (laughs) To me, it takes a miraculous performance from Spencer Rattler. Now, if you want to talk optimism for the South Carolina Gamecocks when he is on, He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We saw it against Clemson last year. We saw it against Tennessee. Like when he's on, it is really, really hard for teams to stop him. Uh, Georgia gets kind of the opposite of their first test. Will, when you look at this game, is this going to be one that you're trying to, you know, maybe keep up with? Or do you just think Georgia kind of rolls and continues to dominate as, you know, maybe far and away the best team in the SEC and in the country?
2: Well, I think defensively, Georgia's kind of got things figured out. And this is going to be kind of an easy one for them cuz South Carolina's offensive line looks pitiful. I mean it, it it's it's one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And I watched Auburn play every game last year with that just the, the poor excuse, of man. Just a poor excuse of an offensive line. Uh South Carolina's got some problems. I think I think South Carolina's taking a step back this year in a year that they expected to take a step forward and and really to try to be a contender in the sec east. Uh, But for Georgia, they've got to figure out their offense. You know, I think, I think Mike Bobo has been kind of vanilla with that offense. Um, You know, this is a chance for him to start kind of opening the playbook up Carson Beck. He's been their starter and he's, he's, he's been probably what you, what you would ask for in, in, in the cupcake games to start the year. Uh, But he's, he's got some real arm talent. Uh, but those guys behind him—they're kind of the opposite. They're better runners than him and Brock Vandegrift and and, and Stockton. But um, you know, I, I'm interested to see how much does Georgia open up that offense, and, and and how does Beck and and those other quarterbacks respond?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Carson Beck has done, I think, and you mentioned it. I mean, they really haven't had to flex their muscles offensively and be really, really creative. And listen, you know, if you if you're a Georgia fan, you might watch you watch this. You know, go one, two videos back, sat down with Palmer Toms. He did a great little preview of it as well. But he talked about, you know, the vertical threat. I mean, you don't have Ladd McConkey. He's a guy that's not healthy for you right now. We know how big of a piece of an offense he is and what he's been able to do in his two years at Georgia so far, being on the field. Running back has been kind of a weird situation. They had Dylan Bell taking snaps, a wide receiver there, who looked really good. But, you know, Kendall Milton's kind of the lead back. And he's just... He's number 86. That's number 86. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a running
2: back. That touchdown he had against Ball State oh. when he went out right tackle, that one cut he made to the outside,
0: as soon as he yes. made that cut, you I said, and I saw the same back. clip. We saw the same Play clip. Play him at running back. Play him at running back. No, he, he's, he's a dynamic athlete. So I think that this is a game where they can, uh, you know um, – they can try to open things up that they can look to, you know, maybe, you know, find some guys that they want to use Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, the tight ends, Brock Bowers. But I just don't know if they're going to have to. And it'll be right. to kind of determine, you know, how they were to do it. And we'll mention it as well. Ralph, we go to you. Defensively, I feel like jordan has got everything they want figured out. Ladies and gentlemen, Malachi Starks, the safety they've got out of there that went to Jefferson High School right outside of Athens, that kid is unbelievable. He's He's yeah. really, really good. Ralph, when you look at them defensively, does Spencer Rattler worry you at all, or is he going to be running for his life back there?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say running for his life, but he has a little problem with the guy. You mentioned Malachi Stark from from the area there. You forgot the main guy from the area down here, Michael Williams, who to me is a proven pass rusher for them now, especially from last season and his, per, for, his performance in the uh, National Championship game last year. Um, I, I don't think Rattler's going to run for his life. Uh, I think he is gonna have a he's gonna get sacked a lot. I think he's going have a lot of you know, quick throws. He's not makes he's not have to you know run around the pocket. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if you saw this. The uh, South Carolina player was asked the other day what are the loudest stadiums he's played at, and he failed to mention Sanford Stadium, and Kirby took that personally, and so he is asking for the fans to become the be uh, to be at the stadium to yeah. be as loud as possible. So great. has he played there? Apparently he has. This is a junior, he's a junior, so he's played there. So apparently But he was
0: at Oklahoma as freshman.
2: No, he's never played
1: there. I don't oh, he's think he's played ever played there. there. Oh, Cuz they played in They, they then why are people why did Kirby get mad about this then? What was the point of this? I don't know. You know I don't either know. way, you you found a way to piss well, off Georgia. Listen, Congratulations. Hey, Here Kirby we go, Smart, repeat.
2: Kirby Smart is the king. Of bulletin board material, he will take anything Look. that is remotely a a a dig at his program, and he is plastering it all over the place, saying that nobody respects him, that nobody thinks they can win. He's 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 we're the master. Go four,
1: we're gonna go four and eight. Um, I, I want to say I want to finish this though. Um, Georgia, like you said about Mike Bobo, it's been very vanilla. Mm-hmm. This is a game that can open up. Yeah, you know, let the offense run out there. Uh, I like Kendall Milton. I think he's done a great job. I really want to see Cash Jones out there in play. Cash Jones pa- is the ball.
0: Palmer said that he's not getting any more carries. He, well, he That's said unfortunate. That,
1: yeah. That's unfortunate. The best name of the team is not getting the ball. That, there's something wrong with this.
0: That's okay, though. And, well, you know, it is what it is. Hey, look college football week three is here we got our picks we talked about a couple games our best bets lock them in if you're me lock in against me because that's often how it's gone so far the first three weeks of the season once again apologies to the young man that i told to take navy plus 20 and a half there in week zero and lost him nice Hey, hey you can double
2: down navy tomorrow night plus 14 and a
0: half against memphis i think i'll pass i think i'll pass i'm all right is that game in annapolis <laughs> or is that in uh one uh, of the you know more picturesque cities in america memphis Tennessee. in memphis oh gosh yeah, god's country memphis. Hey, we appreciate you for tuning in. If you were tuning in after the fact, make sure you tune in uh, live. It's on Monday and Wednesday nights, 730 Central, 830 Eastern. Uh, The live comments and the shows are a ton of fun, a little more casual. On on Sunday and Thursday nights, the same times, 730 Central, 830 Eastern. Words are hard. Thanks, Ralph. We talk Georgia Tech, and then we'll obviously have that live reaction show as well with some uh, more recorded content. We're also – I saw a comment down there. Did the Braves just clinch?
1: They did. Did the, Braves the Braves just closed in at
0: least so Congratulations the Atlanta Braves in at least champions For the sixth straight season um, Over the Phillies we uh, You know what guys we might hop off right after this And record a show talking about that and, and post That tomorrow who knows we'll see but hey Bryce Coon Ralph Leary Will Maness we appreciate You for tuning into the crowded booth we'll catch you next time Thanks so much for tuning in Richard Leary says get Will And, and Bryce a better headphones Because Ralph's got the airplane pilot Once but that's fun hey we'll, we'll we'll catch You next time Ralph go ahead just just play it. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is
1: coming on.
0: The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon.